This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode, oh my goodness, 330. How did that happen? Well, I don't know. Here we are. But tonight, our Women in Horror Month celebration continues. We're taking a look at Catherine Bigelow's 1987 Vampire Without Fangs classic, Near Dark. And to do that, I'm going to be joined by Paul Stevenson, formerly of the Who Will Survive podcast, and brand new guest, Kelly Hogaboom. But before we do that, please allow me to introduce myself. Hmm. My name is Patrick Walsh, and ever since 2010, I've been your friendly guide through the weird and wonderful world of horror movies. But, warning to you, fair traveler, you will have to see these movies through my very, very gay little eyes. Yas queen work mama tongue pop. Hey. So what's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters? I'll tell you what's been going on in Scream Queen's headquarters. It's all Boots all the time. I adopted a kitten. Her name is Boots. Her name is Boots because it looks like she's a tuxedo cat, but she looks like she's wearing white go-go boots. And that's fabulous. She's four months old. She's like, I don't know what, six pounds, five pounds? And she's like the Tasmanian devil. The party never stops. She's like this whirlwind of destruction. 24-7. She'll go, 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 till she drops. And I have to entertain her that whole time. She demands my attention the whole time. So literally, I can't work on anything until she's asleep. So I really should be talking a lot quieter, is what I just realized. Because if she wakes up, we're all doomed to cuteness, which is exactly what I wanted at exactly the time I needed it. And we're very, very happy. And you're all like, Patrick, start the show. Okay, fine. So what I'm going to do now, I'm going to play the trailer for New York. I'm going to bring on Kelly. I'm going to bring on Paul. And we're going to get down to some vampire business. Check out 
some time, son. God damn, this is my family. Let him go. So we're continuing our February celebration, which is, of course, Women in Horror Month. And to do that, we're taking a look at a movie that I've actually avoided talking about for Women in Horror Month because everybody talks about it for Women in Horror Month. There are other women in horror doing things. But you know what? I had a special request from a listener out there on a voicemail, a mystery man who didn't leave his name, Men. Men. Why do you like that? Why do you like that? But by special request, we are doing the 1987 vampire film Near Dark, directed by future Oscar winner Catherine Bigelow. But you know what? It's no fun to fight off roving bands of vampires by yourself. I have enlisted two very special guests. The first one you've met before. Well, last time he was here, he was fighting off the blob. His beard is taking up the whole camera right now and might actually be a blob. You know him. You love him. Please welcome back to Scream Queens, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my GNCs, wherever you may be, Paul Stevenson! Hey, what's going on, podcast I did, which we were saying beforehand, the last time I was on a podcast was actually with you. So here we are, a full circle. I break a lot of people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't your fault. You did that time to debobulate. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it happens. But Paul, if you don't mind, I'm going to get back to you in a second because I've got sure. a second guest waiting in the rings right now, and they are a first-time guest. They are a clouier. They are an entrepreneur, and they are one of the co-hosts on the Beauty and the Beast and the Bees. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls at my GNCs, wherever you may be, first time to the Scream Queen studio, Kelly Hogaboon! <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Welcome! Welcome! Huzzah! I am so excited to be talking about this movie. I am obsessed with this movie, and I'm going to have to restrain myself to not dominate this conversation. So thank you for having me. They're here for five seconds, and they just take over. That's right. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that kind of assertion. Okay. Yes. Strong personalities. Um, So, Kelly, uh, tell us what goes on over at Beauty and the Beast and the Bees. Did I get that right? You did. Yeah. Beauty, the Beast, and the Bees. That's my co-host, Tim, and I. He is like a big Jallo aficionado and forces me to watch Jallo, but we usually cover like a blockbuster and then some other retro film. We are incredibly sporadic, but we have a great podcast. We have a great time. And he has just a massive knowledge base of film. And I don't, I frankly don't know why uh, he considers me a peer, but he allows me on his show. So yeah. Way to undersell Kelly. <laughs> it's true though. <laughs> no, Kelly and I started talking and I took a listen to the show and specifically I took a listen to their episode on the movie The Lure and I said, I gotta have Kelly Hunt. The Lure, that is a trip. It's a trippy movie because your co-host Tim is great, but he would refuse to see beyond the surface of that film. And That's there's right. a whole yeah, yeah. world going on under there and he just would not see, but you were right there standing up and I said, I want Kelly on this show. Okay, so the movie we're talking about is Near Dark. Um, Kelly, 
You say you're going to obsess about it. I need you to give me a nice, tight, 30-second back of the DVD plot summary of Near Dark. Do not pitch me the whole script. Do not go scene by scene. Sell me this movie. I'm a movie producer in an elevator. You've got 30 seconds and the clock starts now! Okay, we've got a pretty farm boy, Caleb, who runs into a band of kind of beatnik-y, leather-like, scruffy cowboy vampires, and they kidnap him, and mayhem ensues. Probably my favorite ever horror sequence with a jukebox ensues, and it's kind of glamorous and kind of super campy, and I'm obsessed with it, and I love it. Sold. Well done with two seconds to spare. Paul, do you have anything you want to add to that? You could say that it's uh, a bit of unconventional vampire story that kind of told through through like a different Western cowboy kind of lens where they're not more of the uh, traditional gothic vampire style. Yes. So it's yeah, like it's a Western crazy. vampire. Story. It's like a Western vampire noir. And like, we need so much more of that. We do not have mm. enough of that. That is like a subgenre I am down for. I have not seen this, I don't think, since VHS days. I didn't really love it back then. You know, I was 17. I wanted a gore fest. I didn't get it. But now watching it, what I really dug about it is how it avoids every vampire trope almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, they're not head to toe black leather. They're not all just, they're not all gorgeous. They're not cool. They're mm-hmm. not bisexual all of a sudden mysteriously. It's all that's not there. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. that, I, th- I think, like, particularly stripping the cool away from, like, you mentioned. By the way, by the way, Kelly, if they were beatniks, I'd be so happy, you know, in the little floppy berets and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like straight up, Homer right. has like, <laughs> Homer is so beatnicky. Homer's the worst. Homer's the worst. But he, he speaks like a beatnik from a film. Like, oh, sure, sure. Yeah. Little teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah, right. That's another reason why I did not like the movie back in the day because that actor creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, he's a rough character like his in I, yeah no he's rough and you know did you know in everything like whenever i saw him be like click can't watch yeah, it don't like he's him. not yeah. he's not a, he's a isn't he jason he's jason patrick's half brother who was in lost boys also pretty cool little rock and roll vampire hmm. film from the same year so little little vampire 1987 trivia yeah yeah it's an interesting film and i can see why it, it doesn't get the press mm-hmm that sure. Lost Boys did the same year, and I because I also think it's I mean they came out really close together. And part of me initially I said, oh, is this like oh god, Stir of Echoes? It's Stir of Echoes. It's like two movies, two similar came out close to each other. But it turns out that the the production company that put this out, the uh, De Laurentiis Entertainment Group, went bankrupt, right, just before it got released. So they had no money to promote it. So That's yeah. Well, Lost Boys yeah. is so commercially like glamorous and like Lost Boys. You can see why Lost Boys is a hit, right? Yeah, it's got all the stars, the names, mm-hmm. the faces, the rock and roll. It's just like a straight up right. more palatable film. It's more accessible. Made for eleven year old boys. Yeah, yeah, including yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, right. I loved um, Lost Boys when I was a kid. Confession that I don't <laughs> make very often. I hate the Lost Boys. I always have. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. I, I hated it on contact. Part of it, I think, was similar to this. Was that I was seventeen. And I was like, why am I watching a movie about 11-year-olds? This is an R-rated movie. <laughs> and everybody was too cool. And just, right. uh, I don't know. Too much for me. But, does, so does Corey Haim have a performance where he doesn't have his mouth open the entire film? Is that, does that exist? <laughs> no. No. It's one of the, that's another thing is that I did not like Corey Haim ever because he didn't close his mouth. See, this is why I have Kelly on this show. We were sympathetic <laughs> and didn't even know. Well, poor Corey. 
poor Corey for real. Like that is a sad story, but um, yeah, yeah. He, I, I was like right about the age that the Corys were like in my face, you know. But I never got into the Corys. It wasn't my thing. No, and you know this as going back to this particular vampire story. Oh right, are we talking about really, movie? <laughs> 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 the one that we actually watched. Um, no, they they didn't really have the star power in this, but mm-hmm. now coming full circle you're like wow these are actually like some people recognize from a bunch of shit but at the time they weren't really that well known or whatever i feel like and i I saw one review someone kind of joked about how Catherine bigelow borrowed her husband's cast from alien to make this movie she flat out did she borrowed the cast borrowed the crew yeah yeah. and even what's his name was offered a role in it i can't think of his name hicks michael Ryan. yes you guys are are in my wheelhouse my aliens Mm -hmm. point break near dark like trifecta of obsession right (laughs) right now so yeah yeah. okay since you brought that up uh let's just take a moment to talk about the casting crew first first of all Catherine bigelow of course oscar winner for the hurt locker zero dark 30 i did not know that she did strange days and point break and blue steel with jamie lee curtis had no idea blue steel blue steel so good Who's the villain in that? I can't think of Andy. No. And uh, Ron Silver. I, you almost said Andy Garcia, didn't you? Oh, I did. He's Ron, the sister of Echoes. Ron, Ron Silver doing those butterfly presses. Which was yeah. terrifying. It's <laughs> like, like we see Clancy Brown's butt, and I'm always here for that. Um, big right. Clancy Brown fan. <laughs> this is like a yeah. thirst podcast, right? I read the notes, right? Is that- thirst trap, right? Yeah. Uh, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Because, yeah, I mean, we've got Adrian. Since, since we're talking about Thirst Trap, Adrian Pastar is in this movie. Little no, baby right. Adrian Pastar. Is he supposed yeah. to? He's supposed to be like 18 in this. Do you know how old he was in the film? I I don't know. 45. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, usually they're like 30. I'm used to him now or like 10 years ago, particularly with uh, Heroes. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm used to him looking like that. So in this movie, he's so pretty, it makes your teeth hurt. Yes. And Jenny, yeah. right? The film is full of hotties, like chock full of greasy hotties, like really. Yeah, just just dirty black black eye makeup. Yeah, I like them hot, yeah. and I like them greasy. Yeah, they're always they're always in movies when they're dirty. They're extra like black rings around the eyes, and I'm, yeah. I'm like, is that supposed to be like a for to look better on camera or something yeah. or like sexy dirty? Yeah, yeah it's, sexy, it's always dirty. unevenly Plus, you applied. Get dirty, your hands are dirty. You rub your I don't know. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Because when you're that dirty, you could just use the excesses eye makeup mm-hmm. and say, "Yeah, exactly." I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. The shadow, eye shadow. Bill, you mentioned Jenny Wright. Jenny Wright, who's absolutely charming <laughs> in this, as the femme fatale. May, yeah, from, from Twister, from I Madman, which was a fun. Bill little Paxton, movie. Bill Paxton. I'm not there yet. Oh. Jenny Wright. Versus women are horrible. Oh, you're still on. You're still on Jenny Wright. Sorry, sorry. Jenny Wright. Yeah, that's sure. totally fine. Um, Saint almost Fire and the Lawnmower Man. She. <laughs> Bless her heart, the lawnmower man. <laughs> I have to rewatch that sometime just to experience. Why? <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. So she, you I don't. think she was. I like terrible stuff sometimes. Random Jenny Wright. She was in Pink Floyd's The Wall. Um, she what? is the like groupie that comes into his room right before he loses his shit. She looks. She's. Yeah. She's stunningly beautiful. Like. Like shockingly beautiful. Yeah. Stunningly beautiful, but also in that way that I could know her. She could live down the hall. Oh, like yeah, that's yeah, a real yeah. real life beautiful, yeah. not like right, Hollywood. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's the kind of beautiful I like. The more the kind like of beautiful girl next door. Paul. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, the beard next door, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And moving into the vamps, we've got the late great Bill Paxton. For a guy. Mm-hmm. 
who was supposedly the nicest guy on the planet, he sure played asshole real well. He had oh, <laughs> did yeah. it a lot. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was actually trying to think of I was trying to think of one where he wasn't like a bad guy or a psycho or something like Definitely well, Twister. We, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Twister. Um, uh, I stumbled across him um a couple years ago in a made for TV an 80s, like a late, you know, uh, one of the later efforts in the made-for-TV horror movies that were the boon in the 70s, like the last gasp of them, where they tried mm-hmm. to make a slasher movie uh, called Deadly Lessons with Diane Franklin. Okay. Um, and like this, Bill Paxton, this whole recognizable cast, a strangler at a girl's school. And he's, he's, the, he's, the far, he's the romantic love interest who's possible suspect, but he's nice. And, nice, and Apollo nice. 13, Apollo 13, he did a good turn in that one. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And Frailty, which uh, is a fantastic horror film, if you haven't seen Frailty. Wonderful movie. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful movie. And it's, like, Texans, yeah. Yeah. it's like he almost seems like he's not a psycho in that movie. We're like, oh, no, he's kind of a good guy. And then, oh, no, he's totally a psycho in this movie. Yeah. But then, it, oh, never mind. I almost spoiled him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plus, if you ever want me back for just like a Powers Booth podcast, I'm down for that because I'm obsessed with that man. <laughs> right. Riley Ace of Spies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The the whole aliens crew is here. Lance Henriksen, oh my serving serving face like Lana Turner. This whole mm-hmm. movie, yeah, right? Like, the whole movie's in his face. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every um, moment he's on screen is riveting. Like he's amazing. Doesn't have to say a word. He's so good in this. He's so good. And uh, Jeanette Goldstein, uh, who was yep, uh, yeah. Vasquez in Aliens, Vasquez and, and Brownface. Yikes! I love her because she's a chameleon. She mm-hmm. is. Yeah, she was like the mother in Terminator 2. That's right. right. Like, yeah, with her red hair and freckles. And yeah, uh, yeah. you know that she has like a lingerie shop now for full-figured women? And their oh, tag, Yeah, their tagline nice. is the alphabet starts at D, which I think is cute as F. Oh, so. yeah, I man. like that. I like that. The dad, Tim Thomerson, in this, who plays yeah. Loy. If this, uh, first of all, incredible career. This guy is prolific as hell. He's got almost 300 credits on IMDb. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, but most I, famous for doing the full moon stuff, uh, Doll Man and, and uh, uh, Tracers, stuff like that. But um, was also in a Fate to Black, and uh, I played with him in Saints Row 3 on my Xbox. He's one oh. of the voices. Yeah. <laughs> if that guy, if, if Tim Thomerson had a mustache, this movie would have been over in 30 seconds. <laughs> if he had one of those like, <laughs> Tom Atkins mustaches, this movie would have been over. Cause this guy's stunning. Stunning. Jawline yeah. and everything. Uh, Riding out the vampires, Joshua John Miller playing um homer homer did a lot not of stuff simpson. As a, as a, not Sim, not simpson that's h-o-m-e-r remember that yeah. don't say it any other way he'll kill you uh i know he grabbed him by the dick and everything was, yeah like, he really game. did yeah that's right <laughs> and i was like yo <laughs> which he was also in dwillies <laughs> halloween three teen witch and he wrote the final girls he wrote the screen page of final that's girls right. which that's i did right. not know which is a brilliant movie and i would not be gay if i didn't bring up uh, Adrian Pastar's little sister, Marcy Leeds, didn't okay. do a lot, but she played the young Barbara Hershey in Beaches, and that's about as gay as you could possibly get. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to get gayer was if she had played the young Bed Bedler. A lot of times they get like the little sister, and they're just kind of they don't get like like a very cute kid. She was a cute kid. Can we just mention we've got a little James Lagrosse <laughs> moment or two here because so he is the young cowboy that. Um, 
Adrian lets go and ends up riding him out to the law. James LaGrosse, he's been into, and he was in Point Break. He played Roach. Beautiful, beautiful man still acting. I don't know if he's Canadian. No, he's an American actor. I'm looking him up. But yeah, little James LaGrosse cameo. He was in like Phantasm 2 and a bunch of stuff. Nice, nice. I recognize the name. I didn't recognize the face, but yeah. Mm. But it's a tight little cast and, and they're all they're all in their A game too. Yes. Right. Okay. Since I do compliment sandwiches, here's something I don't like about the movie. And this is just a personal gripe. I hate Tangerine Dream. I hate and I hate this score. I hate it. It puts me to sleep. For me, it sucks all the tension out of the movie. It's like yeah. Asmir crap. It didn't like stand out to me. Like I never was like, oh, wow, I love this music or it was like pulling me in. So usually that means that it was kind of just like not spectacular or it does feel a little bit sleepy sometimes too. Like, especially through the first half until we really get to like the bar scene. It's like kind of a little bit sleepy until then. When I was rewatching it, you really kind of get into the characters a little more and you feel it in that first half. But but yeah, it was like the the first time watching it was like because I had never seen this before. Now, actually, oh, okay. so oh. I should mention, but uh, yeah, the first time was like okay, when like where's the vampire stuff? And like oh, they're not really doing different vampire stuff, but but yeah, the the I will agree, the score was kind of not spectacular to me. Yeah, and like the first huge chunk of the film, I feel like the score was trying to telegraph the love story, and it, mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't buying it. Like they're both beautiful actors but there was just some way that it, they didn't have a charisma together just for me personally mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. was kind of because i think that the film was trying to say that they fell in love and i was i never bought it like the whole the whole time no right no i mean i kind of get what they're going for because i realized this watching it this time that the, the movie does follow the plot of a western but they just threw in some vampires like oh he meets the wrong girl he gets mixed up with the gang you know his get away from the yeah. gang and yeah, right, she's right. really interesting and first and seductive. And now, she, it, ooh, for a women in horror month selection, the women in this do not get a lot to do, and they just all are they're all objects. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Nobody else, even the kid. Yeah, kind of non spectacular. I don't see their what role. they're seeing in each other. I don't know why she turned him. I don't really, but you got to just go with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. the whole concept of who turned who and when is pretty interesting to me because they they don't really spell it out. You know that. Uh, um, I'm so bad at names. Jesse turned Diamond back, right? Mm-hmm. And right. then you get the implication that maybe she turned. I think she turned Homer, and because she wanted a child, which is such a reductive thing. But still, and then Homer wanted something, whether it was a girlfriend or a playmate. So he turned May. Yeah, May. So, yeah. yeah. So and <laughs> so I don't sister, know yeah. who did Severin. I'm assu- I don't know if that Severin was the second one, or I actually really like that they never spelled that all out. Um, because right, it right. is a little it's a pretty cool little bit of the film yeah i do like this yeah. that they don't i also like that they don't spend a lot of time on their histories you get little hints yeah i love here that. and there right. like like with severin severin says that thing to homer he's like hey remember that fire we started in chicago, chicago and yeah. giving you the idea that they've been around since the chicago fire whatever that was 1870 something or whatever I'm, I'm not sure and you get that little bit of oh that you do know, jesse fought for the south right. and they lost. Right. so you know how long yeah. he's been around yeah yeah, and like that that Chicago comment is like, is that Severin just being a smartass? Like, because he would just say some random shit like that, right? Like, or they could have or, started any fire in Chicago at any exactly. time. Sure, but, sure. But since right. it's the only time, the only thing that you get, you have to latch onto that. And you're like, yeah. oh, is that what we're trying to say? But it doesn't spell anything out. And I do like, I don't like yeah. spoon fed things. Yeah, well, at least they they make it clear that they're across the country. They're you know they're West Coast now. They were more towards the East Coast at one point doing the shit in Chicago. So. 
so we know they've traveled. This is always a problem with vampire films. If you're going to be a realistic, not a, not some interview with the vampire BS, but like if you have to murder a person every single night, pretty much like mm-hmm. you're on the run all the time. Right. Sure. Like, so there's sort of like dirty scrub existence. I actually liked that. Cause I'm like, what? Like, that's a hard yeah, it's life. It's very nomadic. Yeah. Like that was the word I was trying to think of before. Nomadic. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. One of the things that I also like, like I said earlier about the movie that I like about it is that they're not cool. Like this, they talk about how great this existence is, but this sucks. You're always on one, and yeah, you're just and, stuck with these people that you may not even actually like. No, and you know that RV stunk. You know <laughs> oh, that yeah. RV stunk like death. You know it did. You know it did. It's got to be awful. And they traded it in for a smaller car. It's like, oh man, exactly. we get a bigger car. What the hell? It's <laughs> way too close to you, smelly bastards. When I was rewatching it this afternoon, I realized these vampires, for people that have been doing this for this long, they are terrible with time management. Yeah. 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 That was some weakness. That was a little weakness here and there. Was there – because they would have had that down pat, I think, with the time. Yeah. I mean right from the beginning when when, – With May. um, Mm -hmm. With May. Because walk me through. What happens – how do they meet? What's the meet cute happening? Uh, Well, so uh, Adrian's with his little cowboy friends outside of some kind of – like not a gas station, and then May walks out. Beautiful moment. She's got an ice cream cone, and it, there's some corny dialogue in this because he's he come he so he's pretty confident, right? He walks right up to her and he says, "Can I have a bite?" She says, "Bite," and he says, "I'm dying for a cone." She says, "Dying." I mean, a little corny, you know. But they meet. They have a little date. He is pretty date rapey. I'm just like he's like he got he got what he deserved for that. Come on, May. It's just a little touch. It's yeah. just a little touch. Yeah. 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 Especially the the parking the car and taking the keys out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna go unless you give me a kiss or what. And I'm like, oh, dude, come on. No, 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 no. In the middle but of he, nowhere. No, not. Okay. I know. I'm glad I watched it twice because the first time, the first the whole first scene, I'm going. Adrian Pastor is blonde. He's blonde. He's blonde. He's blonde. <laughs> I like that. He's blonde because he's so not blonde. Yeah. He's like a million miles away from blonde. And then my mind, you know, me being me, I'm going. That means we're probably not going to see him with the shirt off because Adrian Pastor has a pelt. Does he? Okay. I track people with pelts. We did see him I, with his shirt off later. Mm-hmm. We did. Smooth. We did. We did. Is that that's how you fix that? You shave it off. Waxed. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. I keep the, I keep all of these things like uh, filed away in my <laughs> yeah, my, 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 my my pelt. Sure, sure. Yeah. Right. What do you I'm think you're on the show, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul's got a pelt. I got a nice one. I actually got half of it shaved off because I'm working on a tattoo here. And you're so. gone. Click. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to have you back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, a lot of the dialogue there is corny, but it needs an, an echoing Dracula. This is talking about listen to the night, listen to the night. It reminded me of the children of the night, the beautiful music they make, that kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter because since in this movie, they never say vampire, you need it. Yeah. Right, right. And these early scenes are really when she gets to shine. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm watching through that opening sequence and there's just all these little like red flags and i guess red flags weren't so much a thing back then that people were looking out for but i'm like oh red flag red flag red flag like why dude abort get out get out like <laughs> what are you doing get out of here but he's like oh but sh- she's beautiful and and there's no other women around so i'm just gonna go like, yeah and you got it 
Well, yeah, that's like I, he, he actually has a little character arc, right? Because at the beginning of the mm-hmm. film, he's just a, he's got a great family, got a great family mm-hmm. life, right? And he's this kind of confident, hunky, I guess he's 18, 19 in the film, I can't tell. And um, he thinks that he's the one in charge of the situation with May, right? And mm-hmm. like that gets flipped in this really cool, it's kind of cool because by the end of the film, he's he's undergone a little journey, right? Yeah, he he goes through where he wants to be a part of it, and then he doesn't, and mm-hmm. then he does, then he doesn't again. So he kind of yes. goes in and out of that. Uh, but but yeah, and also we get the hints from his dad in that little brief scene where we see the 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 sister and the dad working on whatever the animal doing doing vet stuff in the field, where you see him coming home. He's like, yeah, yeah, of course he's coming home. It's the middle of the night, whatever. He's just, you see, you know, he's a little bit of trouble too. He's he's yeah, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. His his dad says it's about time he came home, but. The for how few lines Sarah and Loy have, the family is really well established. I felt like I knew this family. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah considering yeah. like, like even like Caleb doesn't have many scenes with his family, but still right. that bond is very strong, regardless. Yeah. Which is which is a hard, hard trick to pull off. But yeah, these early scenes are great, and I love that she, she's fascinated fascinating like just watching her getting more and more tense through it or like just moments where she'll sh- like her eyes will shift a little bit and you're like oh god oh god yeah there she is mm-hmm. there, there's the animal lurking underneath right. there she is waiting for that time to strike and i keep wondering why are you striking you've had so many times to take him out yeah well and she she like kind of falls for him right like, that ice cream cone must have been really good so she's like i'm good i had ice cream cone i'm fine i'm good I don't right. need to eat. yeah yeah i think they're saying she she gets attracted to him um yeah it'd be weird to be like sexually attracted to your sandwich right like that's kind of that's kind of what <laughs> hey sure, i've had some good sandwiches my time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but not true. that good but not that good yeah, yeah but right. i just feel like there was even though the actors Ruben. are so beautiful <laughs> and this is shot so well like i just feel like the charisma between the two of them wasn't quite there i was not feeling like they were falling in love but i think that that's what they were saying with that yeah, that's why yeah. she didn't fully eat him. She just bit him a little bit to turn him instead of killing him. Shoot him. She could have she, easily done. Yeah, yeah. What? Call it a clue. I love they call it chewed. <laughs> like I yeah. chewed her, and then she chewed me, and then you're gonna take yeah. her too. <laughs> yeah, it's so playful. It's such a playful way <laughs> to describe murdering somebody. I know. Yeah, and they have that weird thing where they like have to. She he like feeds off of her, which yeah, apparently yeah. her her blood satisfies him because it's still human enough, I guess. Yeah, that, you know, it's that, one of those things they don't really explain. Lord. And then, yeah, I mean, you see that a lot in vampire movies where they feed on each other. Yeah, and like now you got to go get your own blood. You can't have any more money. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I, I like that too because, like, I really felt like when he's stumbling around, I love the bus stop scene where he he tells her, "Leave me alone. I yeah. don't know what's going on. I need to leave," which was really well done. He's scared. He goes to the bus stop, very much like a drug, a drug detox type of scene, right? He's like sick. He's shaking, really sick. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, he's hungry, but he just can't bring himself to kill. That was convincing to me, right? Like that's a yeah. bit of a jump, oh, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, that is a big jump. And th- okay, since this is the podcast where hard gets gay, I have to say, Caleb Colton, total gay porn name. <laughs> totally, <laughs> total gay porn name. <laughs> And that scene in the bus stop had so many moments where we're like, and this is where the gay porn punk. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm three dollars short. Isn't there anything that you can do to get me on that bus? <laughs> like, I'm just three dollars short for a bus to get home. You help me out. Just suck some dick. You know, yeah, right? suck some dick. I don't want to do that either. Out of my presentation. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sell find yourself a businessman mm. and, er- and earn those three dollars, boy. <laughs> <laughs> One quarter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he even tries to eat, which I, I was questioning the math because he was $3 short. Then he bought a candy bar, and then he yeah, was still $3 I, short. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I, I was hung up on that. <laughs> I, I was I, like, I, what, no, the, that, what happened there? I'd be like, I'm $4 short now. Um, the, like, what I also thought was cool, too, just, just to go back and talk about some of the style of the movie, is that because uh, I was trying to focus on the direction of it. I said one of the things I think was interesting, too, is that not they don't even make the locations look cool. Like a sweeping western, like you're thinking it's Oklahoma, you're going to see the Red Hills or, you know, just something or everything just like, well, nothing's cool. Nothing's cool. The lifestyle's not cool. The vampires aren't cool. The la- la- no, no place we go is cool. Yeah. I but attorney's so much fun. Was it intentional or was it like um, just budget wise, just use whatever's around kind of thing? Like, I don't know, but, but I, think I like it. It seems like a lot like of it kind it, of. Yeah. Yeah, because they go unglamorous with the – they're just staying in like a little shitty bungalow or like, you know, they go to the little dive bar. I believe he calls it shit kicker heaven. I love it. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Favorite scene. Yeah. I felt like the way they filmed the locations, um, it reminded me of John Carpenter's The Fog, the, the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. how they set up that town. Just a regular gas right. station, yeah. just a regular – so I found it beautiful, but yeah, not glamorous, right? Like it was, right, right. I've never been to Oklahoma. I've never been to Texas, but I felt uh-huh. I felt like I was mm. there. So really, really beautifully done and understated for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except for the Tangerine Dream, which was not understated, which is annoying. <laughs> no, see, this is the thing. This is the thing. Normally with Tangerine Dream, they're too much for me. Right. Like I'm thinking like, oh, God, I can't think of anything. Risky Business, Lady Hawk. Legend. I was going to say, Legend, it, was that Tangerine Dream? Yeah, so overbearing. It's so overbearing. Like, it's screaming at you what to feel all the time that I get taken out. This was like, you're trying to tell me what to feel, but you also feel really lazy about it. And now I'm distracted because I'm not, I'm listening to what you're not doing, which is weird. Yeah, which right. is, that's just me. Anyway, back to the movie. I realized this time around that I have been confusing this movie and Fright Night 2 for a really long time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the movie with the bowling alley scene. I'm going, which one is a werewolf? I'm pretty sure one of them is a werewolf. No, that's Fright Night 2. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I remember this bar scene. I remember this bar scene being way more comedic. It's not. It's cruel. The whole and it's long. Yeah, yeah. It's like a like a Freddy dream where he just wants to toy with you and and like he could just kill you, but he wants to fuck with you and kind of scare you and have a laugh about it. It's very funny to them. Even even Lance Hendricks laughs at one point. Oh, there's uh, I love that. Kicks ha, 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 ha. It's so <laughs> it's so well scripted. It's one of my favorite horror sequences ever. The cruelty is great. Of course, Severin's the big player. But like after the bartender shoots Caleb, Caleb starts panicking. He says, Oh he says, Mama. And that Lance Henderson laughs. Like yeah. There's that the, they are deeply cruel, right? Because there's like the over the top Axton performance, but just like the it's nasty. I freaking love that scene. Just love it. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like he he has the guy like punch Caleb to mm-hmm. show him that he could use his strength and recover. He's like, did I do that? And they all start laughing. They like, hey, he said, did I do that? They get there. You know what they can do. You know that they're strong and they can take, they can overpower you like that. They could have cleaned out that bar in 30 seconds, but no, that's yes. right. Drag it out. 
they t- this- you taste better when you're scared probably mm-hmm. yeah maybe that's what it- the the scene with the waitress where he says um you seem nervous so i'd be nervous if i were you but then again I'm you're not shaking you. all over you're which shaking is even all worse. over he says your skin's <laughs> as soft as a preacher's belly it's like that scene is hot and gross and scary yeah it's right just, there's so much going on like, ew why do you know yeah. what a preacher's belly is soft well, yeah i didn't think what about that <laughs> like wait a minute no honey the drink's on me mm-hmm. and just diamondback okay talk about like some queer coded like i know she was with lance but like damn she's hot right mm-hmm. like that yeah. that bustier that she's got going and her, she's uh she's that i don't give a fuck you can see my roots perm of hers I oh yeah <laughs> i don't give yeah, a fuck right. she likes the party yeah. No. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, even though she's just a sidekick, they don't give her much to do except be his girl. But that's what she—that's all she wants to be. More power to you. More power to you. But no, that scene, everything about her heart, like even the things that they do, like the fact that uh, most of them they don't kill by biting. Yeah. Right. Like when he kills when 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 Bill Paxton kills the bartender with the with his with his spurs but he does it slow he does Mm -hmm. it slow it's not a big karate kick he's like and cha-cha and cha-cha i've done this a million times that's right Right. yeah i love every line of his that's pretty tough words for a bartender i'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah yeah. he's so great he's just yeah everything is antagonistic in the no. whole bar scene of him talking the whole movie everything out of his what mouth is, what is this watered down uh piss or whatever that you're giving yeah. Yeah. Like, like everything yeah. was just just like <laughs> something to insult somebody yeah yeah he was over the top at, like mm-hmm. i think he carried it well that that just as written it's a bit a bit much but he he did a great job i'm also thinking knowing him a lot of that was improv it seemed like it. Yeah. It seemed like a natural. It didn't seem that scripted. That he said weird things. Um, yeah, yeah. they're like, just go crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, just do you. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> and he did. Do you. And while all this mayhem is going on, you mentioned this guy before. I kept going, there's that poor guy standing at the pool table. I know. Been watching yeah. all of this. Who's too scared horrified. to move? I'm yeah. horrified. Horrified. And then she comes up and then uh what's her name? May comes over and makes him slow dance with her. I'm like, this is fucked up. This even she's <laughs> she's brutal. Like you think she's the nice one. No, 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 no. She's one of them. She you, keep, is. you keep painting on like one of them. One of the things I really hate is that the word that she drops out of the movies like and that the, their love does <laughs> she's supposed to be teaching him, but all they do is go out and look at the knights all the time. Yeah, yeah. Look mm-hmm. at the knights. Yeah, why don't you teach him something? Do your job. <laughs> Stop kissing. <laughs> yeah. yeah i love the scene with the trucker where she, that's her first attempt to get him to have a snack and they've got this really sweet trucker he's probably on speed or something really sweet guy no, have but they don't make a point of it he can't sit still he's yeah, he's yeah and, like, and you can see may watching and that that's a very predatory she looks like the mama lion teaching the cub and she's watching and caleb just can't do it of course you know he's drooling They're yeah he's drooling that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> It's not focused on. If you could yeah. miss it really easily, he was more interested in learning how to drive the truck. Yeah, he because he's trying to put him. it. I love that he's asked. I know, right? Foreshadowing, but he's asking all these questions, just trying to put off that moment. Oh right. god, yes. it's really um, uncomfortable scene, and of course, very sad because the trucker. You like the trucker, and then she gets yeah. it. One of the things that I wish was there. I mean, we get we get to see a couple of random kills or setups to mm-hmm. random kills. We got enough of the like the one where Homer 
does his trick that you know that he's perfected. I'm gonna take because initially when we saw the RV pulling, I'm going, why is there a bike on the back? Do they go bicycle? Oh, oh, it's bait. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that yeah. Because Homer's a little boy. Chopped right. Out, yeah, they showed it yeah. the one time that he was just like laying in the road or whatever and caught a guy. But, yeah. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm a chomp. And yeah. then you see Bill Paxton pick up those two girls and they drive <laughs> off and we never see them again. We don't need to see that. I really wanted to see those carjackers get it. Right. Yeah, right. right. They He's set like, it up so they did. Oh, He's they like, did. You're not gonna look so good when your face is torn off. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> like she's so hot and he's so stupid. Oh, yeah. God, you we didn't you get a face so... torn off at all. No. No. He just turned up the nope. music with his very fake press on nails. You really see that those are not real. <laughs> that when he you see the Apparently Lance Henrison yes, was really into those press on nails. <laughs> he, he started was where he started wearing them a long time before. I was like, I'm getting into characters. I'm gonna put tar in my hair like a sailor did back in Civil War days <laughs> and where these things are like they're like bone spurs coming out of my comes, you know, he's like, I need to have my press on nails. <laughs> he goes, and his whatever. long rat, his long rat tail, which I had rat tail and that scar, that great scar. Yeah, right. No, I like yeah. it. But that but face. that bar scene more than made up for it, even though it's it's not spect nothing spectacular. The deaths aren't spectacular right. in their own right. You know, they're not horror movie kills, like, but they're this yeah, like, yeah. gritty realism to them that I, I enjoy. And not enjoy, but was yeah impactful. It's yeah, like right in the middle of the film. More. Yeah, it's just like right in the middle of the film, but it's kind of the a, a climax of the film. Um, of course, yeah. at the end, we have the shootout and the showdown and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I have to say, this is not this is another music thing. The song that's playing when they walk into that bar would never be playing in that bar. John Parr's "Naughty Naughty." Yeah, I love that song though. <laughs> it's not a shit kicker song not a shit kicker song no, the no. other two were perfect the other two were perfect that, yeah. that that cover fever and whatever that other one was they were both great there's that four because there's like a high, there's like a fast little honky tonk that i couldn't make it out when the bartender gets killed then it goes to fever and then it goes to yeah. the last cowboy rides away right so yeah it's really just master class in a scene yeah, yeah. and if that's saying anything that scene lasts for four songs. That's how long they're torturing people. <laughs> that's yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a good, a good long time. This is dumb, and I'm backtracking a bit, but this is how we roll here. That's okay. They set it up, set something up, and then they didn't really come back to it. And part of me really wanted at some point that we'd have my friend Flicka the Vampire Slayer show up. <laughs> you mean the the horse? The horse. <laughs> because the, 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 horse, the horse knows. Yeah, yeah. Right. Does know. That, well, that was one of the red flags, right? Yeah, is that the same horse he rides into town on later? Is it the exact same horse, or I I'm not a horse person. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I'm guessing it would be because he's he's home by then, right? Right, he gets home, yeah, gets his sure transfusion. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was weird, not so much for the gum battles, but in this bar scene, it was weird to see a vampire kill somebody with a gun. Yeah, yeah. The, there was like a few of those the, the random kills, like you said, where it was like, I guess, just more of the breaking the vampire convention of like, well, you they always just rip them apart or or just bite their neck and drain their body or whatever. But they were like, oh, we just want to kill you. Like, I don't think we've mentioned this. They don't have fangs. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. Biting and I, that actually makes sense. Biting is not an efficient way to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like they waste so much blood. I'm like, they do. 
like they could probably kill less people if they would just like drain one person, collect all the blood methodically. I'm, I'm with take you. Take sips and we're done. <laughs> yeah. They They're like, all right, we can, we only got to kill like three people a month, guys. We, we can work this out. Let's do the math. Let's like, like figure but out what we need. That's not fun, Paul. They only yeah, have one source of fun. This is the only thing they have that's going for them. Could be true, yeah. Well, and they're very like cowboy bandit, so they just want to ride around and cause chaos. Right. That would work better in the actual old west when you could probably get away with running around murdering. But in a modern, I just feel like you can't really do that too much. But I really like their like hygiene issues because I'm like, is that is that a function of them just being inhuman at this point and they just do not see and do not care because they were all gross like super yeah. gross they were it's all gross pretty... they don't they don't change their clothes ever mm-hmm. they don't care um, like i well i mean i'm guessing if you're dead i guess you're cold so you don't sweat right so you don't smell bad <laughs> she's like hey you're warm now what the hell mm-hmm. we don't know if we'll never know if vampires go to the bathroom or not nobody ever adjusts that so. <laughs> yeah it's true somebody needs to make a movie about that just specifically a whole movie about that topic i've never understood okay how 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 pg-13 is this podcast here because like i've never understood at all okay i've never understood how does does a vampire get an erection because they have no blood blood. like Uh. how they have no heart that's pumping so i've never gotten that like that can't happen right like that's not part of the deal nope why why is why is may's blood red shouldn't be red it's not oxygenated oh my gosh right (laughs) oh my gosh you can go nuts. Yeah. You can go nuts doing stuff like that. But you know, just let it go. Yeah, right. Like, it's 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 supernatural stuff we just can't possibly understand as mere mortals. Yeah, right. Well, it's better to not explain it because I boy do I dislike a sci-fi or horror film where they explain. I'm like, just don't explain it. We don't care. I just want to see a guy get his throat torn out. Like that's all I'm asking. I don't know why this just popped into my head. What is that movie called? There's an Australian movie called The Ugly. Well, I don't know that one odd film it's a it's about a guy who's this prolific serial killer and okay. he's, been, he's been caught he, it, it's kind of silence in the lambs is that he's retelling everything to a clearly starling kind of character and you're seeing all of the recounts of the murders and whenever he kills the blood's green mm. until hmm. the final kill which is blood red okay and they don't explain it, but it's so shocking. <laughs> you just let it yeah. go. Let it, when that red finally comes, it's like, ah! It's, oh, wow. It, it, what is yeah. it? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. never even heard I, of that one. I, I do like that kind of stuff that makes you think just randomly yeah. weird things in movies where you're like, is that supposed to mean something? Or are they just trying to mess with me and make me think that it means something, but they just put it there as like a prop or whatever, or like Mm -hmm. just because it looked cool or something like that. So, but that is always uh, an interesting little tidbit when they throw that stuff in. But, but back to the movie, every single time they get set up to do something, even with May, they always seem to be doing it at 3 a.m. instead of doing it at like as soon as the sun sets. Yeah. They're terrible with time management. Even after this bar scene where they're fleeing because Caleb let this guy go that he was supposed to kill. It was supposed to be his first kill, but he let your little pool man go. Yeah. And now they're on the run. And they're going, the sun's coming up. Black out the windows on the car. I'm like, black them out now? Yeah. Why yeah. weren't they already black out? You've had the car for two days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a little bit of just their um, – the film isn't edited well because, like, they do end up at that second hotel. And – because the first hotel, that sucks. 
they they get there and they only have a couple hours of sleep right before they get right. that was and painful. The cops show up. yeah that was painful you could feel how shitty that situation was but the second hotel you get the impression they had a little cushion and mm-hmm. like you say though they don't they don't do the prep work right like okay no. how are we getting out of here in the morning and all that stuff especially because there'd be a huge manhunt for them at this point after what yeah. they do at that bar so yeah mm-hmm. there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief for sure they're they're I think they're just kind of lazy and and it it makes it weird that they've been doing it for so long successfully and then you're like but as soon as we pick up the story they get caught immediately like what like how many times have they been on the run i guess Maybe well they, they didn't have caleb a lot like, caleb caleb is the caleb's the yeah thing he's the weak link right? all the time yeah but they're not handling him well either kill him already stop being nice <laughs> you're not nice people just kill yeah. him you know what they it. needed most, they needed most of you don't want him do they must what you said they needed they needed him oh they needed that human helper right i don't know if there's a name for that in vampire lore but fright night he had his familiar little, his little buddy his familiar. familiar they needed a human familiar they really did like think about it like they need someone to take care of some shit yeah. you know they, they need somebody to be booking your hotel rooms making That's sure right. the cars guessed up yeah all that stuff yeah, uh-huh. yeah. they need somebody much more responsible everything plotted out on map quest like this is a good place to go <laughs> yeah. yeah next let's head over here for a while they probably would have been yeah. better with little Sarah. She seemed like she had her shit she together. She had her shit together, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of kids in horror movies, but she's that kid was smart. She's not precocious. She's not cute. She's not an adult in a kid's body. Yep, mm-hmm. she's well well portrayed. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're taking your sister instead. You're a fucking waste of space. Exactly. Just throw him to the side. The gun battle, I think, is great too. Like I said earlier, I didn't like vampires, but guns. But that whole, that whole, that whole thing, that whole showdown at the bungalow is great. It's good. Like the blue holes, the sunlight comes in. It burns. Ah, ah, shit! Like, and then that's where Caleb um, redeems himself to the gang Mm -hmm. because he is the one that says, "We need the van." They say, "There's no way," and he's like, "That's what we're gonna do." And he pulls a big hero move. So instead of a kill, he never commits a kill, but that's what he does to get in the gang, and and they. That's when Severin gives him his spur, and they have a little bit of conversation in that second hotel. They and, make out, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite, yeah. There's yeah, a little, yeah. yeah Severin, there's a little moment with Severin, but my favorite. Micro- He's wearing those leather pants, so you know. Anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I I just love when them some things. They drag they they run into Sarah. Sarah runs into Caleb, hugs Caleb, and Caleb looks up and says, "It's my sister." And Lance Hendrickson goes, mm. <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> The best expression that he goes, I'm like, oh, oh my god, love that one. And I, the other, my other favorite Lance Henriksen moment was back in the bar where there's the pile of dead bodies all around. There's the poor pool guy standing there, and it's just a close up of Lance Henriksen's face going, Go, yeah. <laughs> that's for you. Yeah. Take the hint. I did one, she did one, she did one, that's he right. did one, he did one. Who's left? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but his great face those big eyes he's got those oh, yeah, big yeah. eyes oh, that his, are so he's, impressive i'm in love with him i mean we love him yeah. pumpkin head oh my gosh but like yeah in the scene where okay he hold on before you go before you go on i just have to get out of my system he's so oddly hot in pumpkin he's head always hot. He's like straight up. i just like, like he has his shirt off i'm like that body is killer dude yeah. wow he's got he's got a hot dad hot prairie dad energy in that film for sure <laughs> right yeah oh yeah I, yeah He's one of those people that you know, when I'm having sex with him in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Same category, same category as Michael Ironside. Like they would be like really hot, but really weird freak sex. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. I would enjoy it at the time, but driving home the next day, be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna call it again. I like thinking about like it. You would, you would have like spank bank memories and also trauma. Yeah. That you had to deal with. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> You know me so well, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so well. Yeah, that's uh, all of us, great. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're at this, this other hotel now. And again, again, they're playing poker. And apparently it's five o'clock in the morning when yeah. May's like, yeah. let's go out look at the night. And Homer yeah, goes out for, for a stroll. Yep, yep. That's the best part of the night. It's risky. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah, and last chance, last chance. It's it's four a.m. and the lights just came on at the bar. Yeah, it's like last call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last call for darkness. And I love that Sarah is up because for farmer, like that's when they get up, right? Like she's up for the day, and they're still partying, getting her breakfast coke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I do what I want. I do what I want, right? Yeah, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. But I love yeah, that scene because, like, um, you get that tension with the with Caleb saying, "Please let my family go," and and Lance Hendrickson says, "Are they going to let us go?" That's the question, and I, I really like that because, for for whatever reason, Lance Hendrickson is not too bloodthirsty in that scene, but he's like, "We can't let these people go. We can't let them live." It's pretty, pretty yeah, cool because he was like, "They're onto yeah. us," and now they have our face, so it's it's definitely going to be over now. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but even before that, one of the, my favorite parts in the movie is um, Homer leaves the room to go smoke. Also, this bothered me. This is a technical thing. If you're going to show a kid smoking, let him smoke. He kept – he wasn't smoking. Puffing. Like he, blow, he was puffing, yeah. yeah. But he never <laughs> – like smoke never came out of his mouth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> So, Plus, he, Severin, I think Severin or Jesse hands him a cigarette and he gets this look of glee. And I'm like, if he's really an old man, he's done this forever, he would have just picked it up and smoked. He wouldn't have gone down. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was kind of corny, right? Yeah. But he goes out to smoke and standing there at the, the soda machine is surprised Caleb's sister because her dad and his sister have been looking for him. They've gone out on the road trying to find him because right. the cops are no good because the cop has a shitty mustache. Yeah, he yes. does. One of those things. It's shit, shitty mustache, so you know he's not gonna be any good as a cop. And Homer just latches onto her, not just as not as food, but he wants he wants to turn her almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And all of this is so creepy because I'm going because I'm going. I know he's a kid, but he's not. He's not a kid. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Not. I wasn't sure what was going on there. I wasn't I sure. Know. The energy is very, the, and he the character changes immediately as soon as he sets eyes on her. All of a sudden, he's really vulnerable, which also gets really disturbing because you're like, "Why are you so freaked out?" By yeah. this girl or whatever. It's like she's he, mine. Yeah, he invites her back to watch TV at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And as you do, as one does. It, but I love her. Is it a color TV? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not walking all the way across the parking lot for some bullshit black and white TV. No, <laughs> right. I do what I want, and that is not what I want to do. That's right. But <laughs> he brings this child into the room where all these adult vampires are playing poker, and this, this moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Paxton goes, who ordered pizza? I love that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful at all times. I know. That's great. But yeah, but it's not even that. It's just when, when he brings her over to the TV and they're flicking through channels trying to find something because channels went off back then. Mm-hmm. You see the tail under the Star Spangled Banner. And what's her name? 
Jeanette Diamond Goldstein back? in this? Yeah, Diamondback. Diamondback. I want to call yes, her Cottonmouth because I'm looking at Paul. But <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, I've been wanting to call her Coppermouth even before this conversation. I Cottonmouth, I don't know why. But it's just like, Homer, honey, look at me. Who's this? Right. It's when she goes over and talks to her. I'm like, I thought she was going to go, honey, what's your name? Where are your parents? Like, which is what she does, but the way she does it, it's more like, are you alone? Where is your family? Right. Where do we? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a grill more than concerned mom, and I'm like, that's a great moment. Homer, sweet darling. Homer, you look at me when I'm talking to you now. What? Dylan. Sarah, you here with your family? Just my daddy. And what room are you staying in, honey? Uh, number three. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. creepy. She goes, what, what room are you staying in? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, nasty. Uh-huh. Honey, aren't you up a bit late? And like, I was expecting something like that, but no. Uh, hi. You yeah, by yeah. yourself? <laughs> Is somebody going to come looking for you soon? Where's your family? Okay, check and check. That's all the two questions. That's all the information right. we need. Go get them. Right. Yep. Because she's been... She, she is the mother figure to this to this band, so I thought a little bit of that would seep through, like a little bit of humanity. We can nope. There ain't shit left in there. There ain't shit left in there. Wonderful moment. She doesn't have yeah. many moments in this, unfortunately, but what the ones she has are great. Yeah. So the dad comes. They just have a little tense standoff. Um, and oh Sarah, yeah, right. Bang. <laughs> yeah, Sarah opens the door, which burns. I think Severin burns one of the vampires. Is a little chaos. Caleb right. jumps in the back of their truck. This is a good scene because now it's Loy, Sarah, and Caleb. And Caleb is saying, I need to go home. Do not take me to a hospital. If you do yeah, that, I'm dead. I'll die, I really yeah. like that because he has to convince his father in just a few minutes to not take him anywhere but home. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And, I got a bite. And, I got a bite. I got a bite. Normal people don't spit out bullets after they've been shot, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What are the people? That That's knows. not right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're doing a terrible. Yeah, Oklahoma burns his arm. Accent. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he puts his arm to Sean. That's right. That's right. And then uh, it gives him a blood transfusion, which I don't know how he decided that that, weak, that was the thing. Points. That was a weak point of the film. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's how they fix vampires. Okay, but someone should tell all the other vampires they just need dead. a blood transfusion real quick. That does that work? I don't know. Well, yeah. it's a call callback yeah. to their source material for sure, right? Like, there's a lot of transfusions in Bram Stoker's novel, but of sure. course they they don't, they don't work. work. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> they don't work. Yeah. yeah, but they were like, "Oh, it's your your blood is infected, so I'll just give you some healthy blood, and then that will kill the bad blood, right?" Like, and then like literally, literally, like the next day, he was just like, "I'm oh, good." He's all good, oiled good nap, up. Nap, he's like, all like he's got yeah. he, he's working out. That it was really thoughtful of his dad to oil him up before doing was, the yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, got, you know, you know I'm a slip jeans, off the table when you're ready. I'm a to get jeans up. tailor, right? So Caleb's jeans, like they couldn't be better, like impeccable, five oh one, like damn. Yeah, he's got right, a good right. look there. Running around in the field with his sister with his shirt off. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. Stuff. I will say, since it is women in horror, like Catherine Bigelow does film men with an erotic lens which you don't see with most male directors right because sure, right. It, you know well, sure, and, and same with point break we just watched point break and there's a lot of 
you know, they really have, you know, the himbo energy coming off Keanu Reeves in that film. And he's filmed in this way that is very sexy. So I did like that. Um, what was the one scene I remembered from Blue Steel? Oh, the butterfly curls. Yeah, right. <laughs> Him shirtless doing butterfly curls. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't right. remember. I think Ron Silver doesn't do much for me. So he doesn't do much for me either. But the scene was was yeah, the, yeah. It's there's like an erotic. She has an erotic eye. Um, yeah, yeah, which I love. Yeah, that. like it, it was so it was rare. it was the intensity of how he was doing it, oiled up, and just it, like, yeah. the way it was lit. Everything was yeah. absolutely erotic. And I, I again, I saw it when I was 17. And I had to repress everything, so I probably right. yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. Just normal macho stuff. Yeah, stay right. down. Boy. Just guys being bros. One of the things that really bugs me is that he gets we're back, everything's back to normal, and at no point does Caleb tell his dad, we should probably fortify this place. They're probably gonna come in after me. And even when May shows up, he doesn't warn his family like they're here. Yeah. He's about as irresponsible as the vampires were with their safety. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I'll just I'll get around to doing it. He's traumatized. Sure. Yeah. You know, he is. That. Yeah. We but yeah. Make at this point, he would absolutely know they're coming back for him. He would. He would absolutely know they're not going to leave that. Uh, you know. No. 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 And no. they know where he was. They picked him up off the side of the road, so they know where to find him. True. True. Jim. They could probably. She could probably smell him too, or some weird thing like that. Some weird vampire. I turned to him. Apparently, you could, apparently, you could smell him sleeping. That was like yeah, he could smell that he was awake. He says, "Don't, yeah." Yeah, he says, that makes Stop sense. Asleep. I had to think about that. I'm like, you know what? That probably does make sense because your your body temperature changes, your breathing changes. You, you, true, true. Brain waves change. You probably yeah. keep, there probably is a smell. Yeah, that's true. And I stopped the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the old smell sleep. But yeah, May shows up. They have a little make cute on the swing. This is when she's all wishy washy. Like the longer the movie went out, the less I liked May. Like I just wanted sure. a choice. Like, are you in or are you out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's only been in for like four years. She said so. It's not like she's put her whole lifetime into this. She she exhibited mm-hmm. remarkable lack of curiosity about how Caleb is now cured. I, I that would right. be kind of number one on my question. I know, yeah, yeah. You're warm. You're, she's yeah. like, I'd be like, how did that happen? Because I'm sure she would like to be out of this lifestyle at this point. Yeah, at least know what it takes, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, the the band's coming back, mm-hmm. and they do, and there's it, it, a fun little showdown, fun little showdown. Oh yeah, yeah. particularly the stuff with Bill Paxton. Not surprisingly, all of that was great. Mm-hmm. With the truck, what? so it starts with the with truck. The, he rides into yeah, in the, the middle of town on a horse and it ends up with this spectacular uh semi-truck fight and explosion Uh, pretty cool Mm -hmm. yeah and severs just off the chain in that scene just absolute menace looking grisly as fuck (laughs) too yeah kind of burned greasy yeah a little bloody it's got everything going on there he's got lines tearing into the engine of the truck while he's on the hood of the truck and oh yeah yeah that was cool that was great. That was great. I love when the truck blows up. There's like a billion pieces and a huge fire, but that one spur. <laughs> pretty, mm-hmm. pretty silly, yeah. I know, but yeah. I don't it's, I, it's the kind of thing I don't mind. It's a token, whatever. I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. This movie stuff, it's supposed to happen. I also yeah. like in this movie that vampires, when they're exposed to sunlight, they don't just like turn to dust or 
burst into flame. They explode like a bomb. <laughs> Eventually, they, they will burn it, and then they will explode. It looks very painful, right? Because they, they smoke and smoke for a long time. Yeah, yeah, there's like smoldering nasty. almost. Yeah. The skin turns all black and crispy, but they're still functioning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, awful. They, they're cook- well, they're cooking from the outside in. Uh, yeah. from- even, so- even through the blanket, he was like burning inside mm-hmm. the blanket. Like he needs mm-hmm. a better SPF blanket or some shit. Like <laughs> that blanket is not SPF rated. <laughs> well, and right before the big showdown, right after Severin's killed, they have that confrontation in the street, and then Diamondback kind of lets Caleb go. So the the band is really falling apart, right? Because mm-hmm. well, you know, did she, she did. did. She gives them a moment where she says, "Go ahead and run," say, or something. Was it? But I thought it was like, "Yeah, you go run." We want to chase you. I, I, because she immediately went to. She knew Jesse was pulling the gun. Well, it's a point. It, it's open. It's open for interpretation. Yeah, sure. sure. I didn't see it that way. I was just like, yeah. Why don't you run? Run. No, she let. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm looking at the gun out. Phone right now. You're right. She says, "Go ahead, Caleb. Make a run for it." You know, it's funny because like I do like the whole like band falling apart of this right because like may goes mm-hmm. off script and bites caleb homer starts to be a whiny little bitch you've got diamondback maybe or maybe not having some mercy in that moment it's like there's shit there's stuff's falling apart yeah and there's that there, even that even in the bar scene there's the tension when he's with when jesse is with that waitress hitting on her right in front of him like when she cuts her throat i'm like was that scripted or were you dad you just had enough of this right exactly you don't do yeah. this in front of me just mm-hmm. kill her. You don't flirt yep. with them in front of me. That's not okay. Not in our agreement. It felt je- jealous energy there. Mm-hmm. It seemed, yeah, it could mm-hmm. go that way for sure. Yeah. So now where it's daylight again, right? We've got the station wagon scene. Pretty much the end of the film, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Loy is not in the film anymore, right? He's no. He's pretty much out of it now because they grab Sarah. And Homer goes chasing after Sarah in broad daylight. Not too smart. Right. No. Yeah. Again, like, was she that great for the 30 seconds? That, you know what? I guess vampires fall in love real fast. Well, I think yeah. he was I think he was highly stab- destabilized by May getting a boyfriend. I think that that's why. Oh. He to, like, right, his, right. The that makes sense. That's why he really hates Caleb. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. It's not just that you're new and that you went against the rules. It's that I've been replaced. Nice. Yeah, and he got to grab onto the first thing that he could sink his teeth into, I guess. Right? Look, Homer's the worst out of all of them. He's just annoying and like not as believable of a character. And yeah, yeah, he's got the little man complex. Like he, he literally is is small for his age, so he is like pissed off about it and and just you know. imagine what it's like being a big guy trapped in a little body. Imagine what it's like having to hear about it every night. That's great. <laughs> I know, right? That's yeah. Great. <laughs> we know uh, Homer. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Homer, Jesus. But I also like that. I mean, granted, the book was out, but he's foreshadowing Claudia from yeah. Interview with a Vampire. There, that 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 rage of being trapped in in a child's body when you're ancient. Mm-hmm. That would suck. That would suck. So yeah. the uh, the last moments of Jesse and Diamondback are excellent. True Western slash Thelma and Louise. They literally right, say, right. like, all she says is good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> she is hard as fuck, man. She's yep. great. Yeah. We had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, quite the power done. couple. 
They were. They were yeah, great. I didn't <laughs> like it. I, the first watch, I didn't like it. I'm like, they gave up really easily. All these vampires went down yeah. really easily, except for Bill Paxton. But this makes sense. It's like, we've lost everything. We've lost our crew. We've lost our babies. Mm-hmm. And and this fucker just is miserable. Maybe they're just yeah. miserable mm-hmm. at this point. A couple of them yeah. are, right? Sure. And, it's, and, it's, and it's broad daylight. We're not getting out of this car, so let's go out in a blaze of glory. Thumb right. in the week. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I know. I was I was thinking they were going to get closer, too. Like, the car is getting closer, and he's like, come on, burn faster, burn faster, come on. Wait, I'm, I'm like... Just kind of peters out, doesn't it? Yeah, the first time, because I had never seen it, I'm like, cool. I'm like, oh my god, are they gonna are they gonna have to dodge it? Like, because I'm thinking like, like I always I have these moments in movies where I'm like, even if they're gonna like just get out of the road anyways, just in case. Like, if they don't die before you get there, maybe just go stand behind like a sign. So yeah, like to like, take some shelter, take some evasive action. Yeah, yeah. They're like, <laughs> nope, I'm just gonna stand here and wait for them ah, to fade. Ah, yeah. ah, <laughs> and May is ah, weirdly not smoking ah, in this scene. Like they're they're sitting yeah, yeah. in the you know they've got her covered, but. By the rules of this movie, she should be smoking, and yeah, she's just kind of safe for a minute. But still, it's a good. You got the right kind of blanket, I guess. That time, yeah, the right. Yeah, they should look into that blanket. Yeah, it was like no wool isn't bad. You need polyester. See, that's yeah. why you know they got that first blanket. That first blanket that was from that the bungalow place. Of course, it's going to be shitty. They went to that nice motel six. They got quality blankets okay. there with the SPF on right. it and the SPVs yeah. and the HPVs <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. What I'm <laughs> Hopefully not an HPV blanket. <laughs> oh no, it's a robot! <laughs> you still explode though. <laughs> yeah, this is a very different process. Gross. Gross. <laughs> Sorry. I, Sorry. I, I, I went there. I went there. I, I brought the HPV. Okay, that is totally on me. Okay. I'll let you this have. What was HPV? Yeah, you know me. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so Jenny, Jenny, Jenny gets the transfusion and she's cured. And that's mm-hmm. the end of the movie, pretty much. It is, and I noticed the second time through, I'm like, look at her face. Like, she's got her okay. head turned. She's not thrilled about this. No. I mean, she didn't consent to the transfusion. It's, it's, too, it's too bright. I can't see. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't remember this. And she, he's holding her, and she's got that look like, she, she might still long for this life. I wouldn't trust her. Yeah. I don't Captain. see how the law is not going to catch up with those two. Sure, that, sure. That, there, there are living witnesses. And no, our- it's okay. We got blood transfusions that were totally okay. different people. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay. It was totally different blood yeah. types. <laughs> Plus, it's Oklahoma, and they're white, so you know. Yeah, but they're but their victims were white too. So I think. <laughs> oh yeah, good call. Good yeah. Call. Because, like, I do think you could. I've thought about this way too much. Yeah, and killed a bunch of my gosh, they killed cops. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Okay. My bad. Yeah, I forgot about that. I think about this all the time. Like, if you were a vampire, (laughs) you would have to prey on specific populations to not. You wouldn't be like, you like biting the, like, you know, the the rich white lady at the party. Like, you can't do it. You know, you're going to get caught. You can do it every now and then as a special treat. (laughs) A special treat. But you have to have that well planned out. Especially the freak. It's the frequency. It's the idea of you have to eat pretty much every day. That's a body a day. Are you kidding me? Who can get away with that? And you're going to look like this forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's the movie. Flawed in my opinion, but still an enjoyable ride. Much better than the Lost Boys. Like I said, I don't like the Lost Boys too much camp. This is a very not campy movie at all. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think near dark is campy and, and I'll make my case. Like you've heard the quote, true camp wants to be itself. Like this film is very serious about itself and it's, it's kind of corny. Like, like their existence is a little corny. They've got this like beatnik vibe. Um, but it doesn't, it's not camp in a garish way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially Homer. Oobly, oobly, oob. And, and yeah, Severin's straight up from a, a biker exploitation movie. Severin is a hundred percent, and even Jesse, they're the biker exploitation type of guys. So I think it's campy, but not in that garish way. I think it's, it, right. for instance, I just watched Point Break, right? Catherine Bigelow, right? That movie still looks cool. It looks cool and sexy and it looks like today. And this movie is a little odd, a little dated. I love it, but I think it's a little a little silly, but I love it. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, that's what some of the flaws are. Some stuff you could chalk up to sort of that camp factor too, like, they're like, well, you don't have to really like explain this. Or it doesn't really have to make sense. Like it's just movie stuff, you know, like it yeah. just kind of goes and people just ride with it, hopefully. So I agree there's a little bit, but it's definitely not like played for camp. Like it's no. not over the top. It's not. And there's no you know, humor played for laughs or yeah. anything. Right. No. There's a little humor. No. Severin has some funny. There's some funny moments, but it's pretty just black humor. Yeah. We keep on ours. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Sure, we sure. keep on hours. He's got that. He's so adorable. He's just yeah. Well, he's got the charm. He's got that Texas charm underneath. He's got right. that sweet little smile. I mean, when he's picking up those girls, I let him in the car too. That's right. He's all cleaned up, and he does this little like little thing with his thumb. Oh, I'm like, damn. who wouldn't? Yeah. Who wouldn't fall for yeah. that? Who wouldn't fall? For I know. That? I'd like to invite you two ladies for a drink. Again, campy, but you know what? They've got one joke. That's right. <laughs> got one right. joke. Let them have it. That's right. That's right. 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 Absolutely. Um, I forgot to mention too that uh, Catherine Bigelow co-wrote this, okay. co-wrote the screenplay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So double duty. Hmm. With Eric Red or someone I I didn't recognize. I'm not good with movie writers. Me hmm. either. I, I I remember Eric Red because Viking, not Viking. Yeah, Viking. <laughs> he was famous Viking. Eric, Eric the, the Red, Red. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I the only reason I remember that was because I remember we we studied Eric the Red and Leif Erikson at the same time. And on a pop quiz, I couldn't remember which was which, and my brain put them together, and I wrote down Eric the Leaf. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Did I you spell Leaf sure right, right, or was it L-E-A-F? No, I spelled... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was the sixth grade. God damn it. Right. Uh, yes, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Eric Red wrote the 1986 The Hitcher, it looks like. Oh, nice. Body Parts with Jeff Fahey, who was also in The Lawnmower Man, a little connection there. Bad Moon, which I haven't seen. Bad so Moon's we, a decent movie. Yeah, yeah, these are decent. Is it good? Mm -hmm. it's, not, no, it, it's not good. It's a fine direct-to-video release for the 80s. It's a, it's a nice time killer. Sure, sure. You, you won't hate yourself for watching it. It's hard to find a good um, werewolf movie. They're kind of rare. That's true. It really is. Where? Yeah. Wolves, right? Where? Where, where are they? Where? where are the Where are the good werewolves? That's why they call them that? Why they call them that? That was stupid. Okay, so I think we've done that. I don't have much to say about this. I mean, it's it is what it is. Like I don't get. I mean, it is doing what it's doing, and I can't. Sure. At this point, I'm not really seeing a lot of surface. I mean, a lot of under the surface. It just seems to be what it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's pretty self-contained. Which I appreciate for a vampire movie in 1987, not to make it an AIDS metaphor. Thank you for sure. not doing that. Thank you for yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Uh, or a gay metaphor. Yes. Because there are points that early on, I'm going, 
you know, this, the language is, you know, he has to hide from his family now and he can't tell him he had to run away and it was with these awful people, but he wants to go, Oh yeah. Just like, right away. yeah, you can go there, but it doesn't, it yeah, falls apart. No. And you know, it it's, falls apart. it's not even an addiction metaphor, which is really common. And, um, cause there's a little bit of that, like when he's really sick, but it just, that's not, they don't talk about the blood as if it's, if they're craving it, it's not. It's right, right. Not, oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. That was the other thing I wanted to say. What I appreciated that the the people that they chose, it wasn't sexual. Like they that never no. became a component of it. Like the gender of their victims did not matter. They were just food. That's right. Yeah, definitely. Made it they scarier. Didn't have an agenda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to see all those tropes missing and just getting this this kind of feral roaming band of beasts. Which makes sense. Like they've got to eat whatever they can. They don't like when Bill Paxton says, "I hate it when they ain't shaved." And it's like, yeah, like you're gonna, you're just gonna have to eat what you can find, you know, in these right. like crappy little places in the world, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm great. still gonna eat it, but yeah. I'm not gonna like it. Yeah. He did say it tasted good. He just didn't like the the unshaved yeah. part. Yeah. And he said he smelled like a polecat, dead polecat. <laughs> I smell like a dead polecat. <laughs> <laughs> You reminded me when you said addiction, one of my favorite creepy parts of the movie is one of the times he's feeding off of May and he feeds too much mm-hmm. and she stops him. Like, if you feed too much, you're going to kill me. And he's just kind of on all fours in the ground, just big smile. And just like, he's high as fuck. He is high. Of her blood. Mm-hmm. And like, he would kill right now. He'd kill mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was cool. Yeah. Caleb, like Caleb is gone. Caleb is mm-hmm. gone. That is that the vampire is there now. Yeah. Great moment. Right. Yeah, so it's a nice movie of little moments that add up to a nice big picture. And even with the Tangerine Dream score, it's not overbearing. It's just... It's not a slam. Right, right. No. Great great cast. Just Lance Hendrickson and Bill Paxton alone. I mean, they're just incredible in this film. One one overplaying, one underplaying, and balancing each other out, which makes it a great pair in this. Yeah, yeah. They, They all kind of like, everyone in the group has their little like paradigm role almost like like you have uh um who is the, the the main girl may is like kind of the sweet and nice girl and then you have like the hard tough girl and then you have like the understated sort of leader character and the like loud brash guy so they all have these little like paradigm mm-hmm. roles that they fit into to sort of play together but at the same time i'm sure that if if you were to like see in between the lines there's a lot of uh conflicts with all those different styles hanging out together all the time with no other people around ever or anything so yeah one of the things that occurred to me this time because i had not i had not gone on tour as an actor before and spent a year in a van with the same six people okay one of the rules when you're even when it's uh, even when it's just like a, a regular stage run like particularly if you're if you're doing something regional where all the cast is living in one place as well as you're performing don't hook up with anybody in the cast <laughs> yeah doubly so in the van because when you're when you when all of a sudden you, you have a sudden couple in the van all mm-hmm. of a sudden their votes count more well oh. we mm-hmm. think that we should go to burger king today hmm. yeah yeah and everybody starts to resent you little by little by little by, and if you break up now all of a sudden you broke up the van and now somebody has the half, half yep. yeah you everyone's got Don't two sides it. Don't right. do it. Don't do it. But, and I was just thinking that that just happened. That did. Yeah. They just threw Caleb in and all of a sudden it's a we. Well, we have to go do this. We have to go out and look at the night. Hey, we got right. time, time, I still, time. I don't know why they didn't kill him real quick. 
you know i just don't um yeah they didn't explain was, that well enough for me because they just they valued her opinion of wanting to keep him for Maybe, whatever reason yeah. like, well she needs some like guy to go wander off and look at the stars with or something they've all turned somebody it's her first time Ex- yeah uh, right like they've they all, all they all made somebody so, yeah maybe okay. they understand yeah they understand because they they all turned people because they needed somebody right like right yeah it's it's actually just deeply right. sad it's a deeply sad situation mm-hmm. yeah but she was sloppy about it she was she was she just turned more people and had like a huge gang yeah. and then like you know, they could just party i did they should have cleaned their shit up a little bit and got a human familiar is what i think like that, that yeah, yeah. Problem, like every problem put put an in the craigslist yeah <laughs> yes exactly get some get some glamorous like something to offer never quite sure what do you offer is it like i'll turn if you are familiar for five years we'll turn you i guess that's the right well mm-hmm. that's usually the bait right well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we'll just do one more thing just one more thing. that's how it was with renfield just do this one more thing mm-hmm. and one more yeah. thing and one more yeah. thing and one more yeah. thing or like in friday yeah. night like you you've got you can you're you're immortal you've got powers you're just not one of us yet right all right all right have you covered friday yeah. night yet patrick i have because that's have. a great couple right there, Jerry and can't uh, remember his name. Oh yeah, oh Charlie, Charlie and um, I can't think of her name either. But yeah, 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 yeah. I love that movie. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, we covered it a few Halloween's ago. Um, three quarters, three quarters of the leads are gay. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> no beautiful. Yeah, it's thumb. good stuff. Okay. All right, I think we've done this. So, Paul, I know you're not podcasting anywhere, but people want to find you. Where can they do that? Sure. Uh, my. I guess really my only platform I use on a regular basis, uh, semi-regular would be just on Instagram. Um, my account is just under my name, which is Paul T. Stevenson. Um, mm-hmm. You find me there. I mostly post pictures of my dog or sometimes uh, pictures after I go running or pictures of sneakers that I buy. It's pretty much my whole account now. So and your toys tattoos. That I buy. Your gorgeous you tattoos. Yeah, tattoos. Yeah. So. You, you run a lot. You run a lot. He runs a lot. Yeah. He runs a lot. I look at his pictures going, why, why? It's one degree up. It's one. De- Maybe not where you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm wise, wisely uh, wisely taking the winter off of outdoor running this year, which I haven't done in past years. And uh, just running indoors right now. So, so much chafing. So much yeah. chafing. But, okay. Uh, so- yes, that's me. Okay, fabulous. And <laughs> Kelly, where can people find out more about you and your clothes? We haven't even talked about that. Yeah, I, I think Instagram is the right call for me too. And that's just Kelly Hogaboom, one word. Um, you can see I'm up to my bullshit every day on Instagram. And I do have a podcast. It's really sporadic. It's bbnbs.net. Um, and I'm also a guest often on other podcasts, like I'm on Aliens in Character, Mad Max in Character. So definitely like a straight up like horror, sci-fi horror, like uh, B-movie Excellent. noir. Yeah, that's me. Excellent. Nice. You come to the right place. And all that information will be down in the show notes. Okay, Kelly. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you very much. It was wonderful having you here. This, unlike vampires, didn't suck. That's right. (laughs) Okay, so have a great one. Stay safe, stay healthy, and continue to be fabulous. Bye. Bye. again to paul and kelly for hanging out with me that was super fun yasuri bob what a great way to wrap up women in horror month i've got some announcements to make if you've got plans for the weekend of march 5th and 6th 
cancel them because we got Scream Queens events going on both of those days. For those of you who are Patreon subscribers, first of all, I love you. Damian Wonka Lewis is doing another live stream. Yes, on Saturday, March 5th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going live. We're going to be talking about the episode, What a Mother Wouldn't Do, which is rated one of the scariest episodes that they have, which is why we're doing it live. Now, for those of you who are sitting there, what are you talking about? Okay, well, Damian Wonka Lewis is our Friday the 13th, the series podcast, talking about the TV show from Canada. And we're just about to wrap up season one of the show, and things are getting crazy over at Curious Goods. So if you love that show, you really want to be listening to, to Debbie Wonka Lewis because we have a ball over there every month. We do an episode every month, but it's only for Patreon subscribers. And the only way you're going to get a link to come to see the live stream is to be a Patreon subscriber. And to do that, you go to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. Become a patron, and you'll be in. www.patreon.com slash screamqueens. But wait, that's not all the big events that are coming up. Okay, short story, short story. A couple weeks ago, I did a guest stint on the Mixtape podcast, and we talked about the movie Looker. I covered that on the show years ago. It was the sci-fi movie. Sort of uh, Michael Crichton wrote it and directed it. Uh, about the crazy light gun and the models getting dropped from buildings and stuff. Crazy, 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 crazy kooky movie. And we had a great time talking about it. And it's a fabulous episode. So, And plus, it reunites me with my old friends from Horror Hound, Jay Emmett and, and Casey Masterpiece from the old obscure 80s podcast, Matt Brown, a.k.a. Slug from the Slugcast. We go way back. So not only do we talk about the movies, we're bashing on each other and we're bringing up crap that happened like 20 years ago that no one should ever know about. So if you want to know dark secrets about me and those three guys, you want to check out the show. It's a lot of fun. And it's the Mixtape Podcast. I'll have the information down there in the show notes for you. But the thing is, as we were doing the episode, it occurred to me when I covered it on Scream Queens, one of my guests was Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation and several other podcasts. And Johnny Krug passed away a few years ago. And Johnny's been on my mind. And the guys from the Mixtape Podcast are saying, you know what? The episode was really great, but their listeners are saying, where can we see the movie? Where can we see the movie? Where can we see the movie? And I said, you know what? I do watch parties every Sunday night. I can put it on the schedule. And then I started thinking, because I had Johnny on my mind still. I said, why don't we make it a fundraiser in Johnny's honor? And they thought it was a great idea. So that's what we're doing. I spoke to Johnny's wife, and she said Johnny loved animals. So we're going to be doing it in support of an organization called Red Rover. Now, Red Rover helps animals that are rescued from disasters or neglect, abused animals. And they also help domestic violence victims, human domestic violence victims, who are seeking safety with their pets. Because that's also got to be it. That's got to be difficult. And they also help animals with life-threatening diseases. And I think Johnny would approve. So if you want to come see a crazy sci-fi movie from the 80s and you want to help some animals and remember Johnny Krug, come and hang out with us. As always, my watch parties at the drive-in are free. I know times are tough. So if you can't afford a donation, you can still come. That's fine. But if you can come and help out the charity, that would be great too. And that's going to be happening on Sunday, March 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all you have to do to join the fun is go to www.screamqueens.com slash drive-in, and it'll be there in the show notes. But there might be changes to things, so you might want to keep an eye on my social media feeds. Well, how do I do that, Patrick? Relax, I'm going to tell you. If you want to find me on Facebook, do a search on Scream Queens, where horror gets gay. 
I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens. I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. So you have no excuses. Follow me. It's fun. And hey, if you enjoyed yourself today, it was your first time, why don't you share the show with a friend? Of course, if you didn't have a good time, why don't you recommend it to an enemy? Then I'll teach him. I would be the worst person ever if I didn't thank one of my partners in crime, the people who make me sound fabulous, those audio queens over at Squadcast. FM. Squadcast provides remote recordings for professional podcasters. And even if you're not a professional podcaster, you can sound like one with Squadcast. The sound can't be beat. It's so easy to use. Okay, tip, case in point. Let's talk, since we're talking about Looker, that Looker with episode, we had to record with Squadcast on my account. The boys, they usually use Skype. There were problems with Skype. We couldn't get everything to work on Skype. So we abandoned Skype. We went over to the thing that Google's doing now. And that didn't work either. We went over to Riverside FM and that didn't work. So after like an hour of farting around, I said, guys, I've got some hours on my Squadcast account. Do you want to try that? So we did Squadcast and boom, there's an episode and it sounds great. So when it comes to Skype and Zoom and the Google thing and Riverside, fuck them all. Fuck all those things. Why put yourself through these programs that don't work when you want them to work? Why put your listeners through subpar sound if you don't have to? You don't have to. You can get some Quadcast in your life, and you can get it for free for seven days. You can try it out. You can see how fabulous you can sound. You can sound as fabulous as me. Don't you dare sound as fabulous as me. But you can do that by going to www.screamqueens.com slash Squadcast for a seven-day free trial. So next time. It's been a little rough over here. Yeah, we've got Boots is here, and that's cheering me up. But there's been some family tragedy, so I'm in that weird spot where I can't watch horror movies again. So we're doing a comedy. We're going to keep it light. I stumbled across the most charming little haunted house comedy called The Selling. It's very funny, and I think you guys are going to love it. And you can find it for free on Amazon Prime or on Tubi if you want to play along at home. Play along at home. It's going to be really fun. How fun is it going to be? I'll tell you how fun it's going to be. My special guests are the beard trifecta. Oh, yeah, the beards are back in town. We're talking Michael Howie from The Fur Bearers and Christopher Gronlin from Not About Lumberjacks. So we're going to talk about our follicles a lot. Maybe a movie, too. Who knows? But still watch the movie anyway. It's fabulous. Okay. <sighs> Miss Thing is starting to stir. That means I'm going to have to wrap this up. Defer to my queen. Defer to my queen. The queen has a queen, and it's that queen over there. Yeah, I see you, honey. I see you, baby. Oh, golly gee whiz. Okay, so until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers from Boots and me continue to make the world a creepier place and never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel, baby. Wear a fucking mask. Wash your fucking hands. Keep your fucking distance. Get the fucking shot if you can and never, ever forget how much I love you. Because it's like this much. I got my arms really wide. It's like this much. Okay, goodbye. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches! <laughs> Ew.